Get the dandied. It's Super Hang On on Our Sinclair episode 92. Hi everybody, welcome to Iris and Claire. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today Aaron, we're gonna be talking about Super Hang On. Yeah. You know Aaron, when you walk into an arcade. Yeah. Um, I love it. There's there's all kinds of, you're, it's sort of a, you're, you're, you're overwhelmed by sensations, yeah. right? Yeah. There's sights, there's sounds, there's tactile things. You yeah. know, there's things you can touch. Yeah. Were you drawn to the sorts of machines like Super Hang On, things that you can mount? At well, there weren't a lot of things I could mount in the arcade, not legally, but I will say that no, I, because you, here's the thing. I'll give you an example using Super Hang On. You haven't seen the the, uh, the coolest version. It looks like a big motorbike. Yeah. And you get on it, you know, and then you're on the bike. Exactly. And you have to balance yourself. Okay, so there's problem number one. I'm a, even back in the arcade, it's a pretty big guy. All right, so I'm here I am, butt up. You know, groin down, grabbing hold of handlebars, and so then what always happens? Because you're because one thing about being a tubby guy, you're also sort of off center. You just gotta go slowly. You just go like this, and then you go clunk, and then you're sitting there, and then so then you've got to take your hottie off the bike, put your foot on the ground, push yourself back up. You know what I'm saying? Then it's time to play the game, and by this time you've gathered a crowd. Because I've never seen a gorilla ride a motorbike. <laughs> you put the money in, the game starts, and then you go, clunk. Someone comes up to give you a push, then you're getting into it. And by the end of the game, you're sweaty. You've ruined the machine with your girth. And plus the fact that no one wants to get back on it after it's been fully Lysol down. You know? So, no, it's not what I was really into. Mm -hmm. Now, what about the other games? Like, remember, this was later on in the, uh, the, 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 the arcades, but they had, like, a game you could be, like, on skis. Yeah. There was a game. Skateboard, Skateboard, and stuff like that. What yeah. about that? Does that no do anything good. for you? But anything that involves me balancing myself is no good mm. because I just would tumble to my death. Mm. Did you ever play that game G-Lock? And they also yeah. had Afterburner did the same thing where you could, mm -hmm. like, you got in this chair, mm -hmm. and then you would, like, go, like, it was on a bunch it, of yeah, hydraulic lifts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Under no circumstances would I get in that. Really? Because I was sure I would get in it, and I would fire that thing up, and the whole thing would just explode or fall on me. Because I was like, this thing, it ain't ready to handle this, Well, baby. it's funny because you always assume that those machines are made with Japanese people in mind. Yeah. Not, not our corn-fed well, American Well, I've boys. learned that from just trying to get into some of this stuff. It's like, it's like you can't do it. So, yeah. no. No, the... You, they were more prevalent when you would have been going to the arcades. Did you jump on these things? You know, I did. I did. I always felt like um, th these are these are. This is the type of game that straddles the line. You know, the snowboarding games, the yep. skating games. There, where it's just like you're you're feeding a dollar in each time, but they had the depth of a of a home game. So in order to get good at games like this, you're having to spend tons and tons of money. So that was the turnoff for me. Was it was just it it costs so much money to get good versus if I could put a quarter in or fifty cents in an older machine, I could have what I would assume to be a pretty fun experience without having to really invest a lot of money. It's also the one of the big problems. It's just something that happened to the Wii. Remember I told you I did the Wii stream a couple weeks mm -hmm. ago. I was bowling. I was doing all the stuff right. But your average schlub, which I am, they don't want to, I go to the arcade, I want to work out. Right. You don't see me over to Dance Dance Revolution getting mm -hmm. funky. You know, you see me over to sit down in the chair revolution. 
you know, sitting there like a bump because I'm a big fat like bump, right? And so that's where you see me. I didn't go to the arcade to exercise. Right. That's indoors time, you know. Did they have the same thing. What do you think about the concept of rolling in an arcade? I'm talking about a commercial arcade. Yeah. Rolling the stool over to where the machine is and sitting down and playing. Is oh, that a I faux think pas? that's dandy. You think no, that's okay? A faux pas? Are you kidding me? No, no. Every arcade, like for give you an example, Tony's Arcade right across from my house, mm-hmm. right? He knew. He knew it was good to the score. There were stools strewn everywhere. Mm. Stools for pinball, stools for arcade machines, stools to beat the band. Nice metal stools. Mm-hmm. You know, plus ashtrays and a pop holder. Mm-hmm. What else do you need? I mean, you're sort of like watching a movie except right. you're playing a game. That's mm-hmm. what I like. Mm-hmm. I like that experience. Now, as I get a little older, I can sort of, like I said, I like the Wii stuff where you jump around like an idiot. You know, it's kind of fun. But I have to be in the right frame of mind. Most of the time when you play, like you used to play Wii with Jamie, right? Right. And I'd be with the tennis. I'd be up. I'd be doing this shtick. And Jamie, because he was so good at the game, he would sit there like this. If you can't see me, I got my shoulders all plugged up. And he'd just take this controller up. And when he was playing this, he'd just go, I mean, the slightest move. And his guy would whack the ball because he'd memorize all the crap. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be over sweating my butt off, running into the wall, kicking people. And I'd look over at him. I just wanted to beat him with the controller. That took it right out of me, Boat. So, yeah, so there's something to be said for both sides of the coin. Yeah, yeah, and there's something to be said for Super Hang On, Aaron. Let's say it. <laughs> well, it's going to it's gonna say it very loudly and very painfully. Here we Man, that is like, that's like a Brillo pad directly to your to your audio <laughs> gland right there. It's like, yeah, brutal. My favorite was when the drums came in. <laughs> Listen, that's the specky and it's painful. But that's like something you torture a guy with. A love theme from Super Hang On. Holy smokes. That's <laughs> horrible. Well, it's Super Hang On, Boat. Yeah. Now, you know what I like to do? What do you like to do? I like to take a look at the game that the game is based on. Because without that game, the arcade version, we wouldn't even be here. We'd be back, we'd have his lunch right now, our dinner. So this was developed, uh, you might be surprised to know, this was developed in Japan boat by uh, Sega, uh, Sega AM2. They made a few things, you know what I mean? And the designer that you may have heard of him, his name, Yu Suzuki. I've heard of him. Yeah, he's all man. Uh, of course, this was part of the Hang On series. It was Hang On, Super Hang On. Pretty obvious there. Uh, this has been ported to everything. I mean, I'm not going to go through all these, but it's everything you'd expect. Your Amstrad, your C64s, your Amigas, Atari STs. We covered this on the Amigos long, long ago, uh, back in the day. Uh, and uh, this has been a very popular release, popular in the arcade. Of course, we mentioned that this had a uh, bike you could drive. You could also actually... Have just a set of handlebars. I've seen it that way too. That's usually the way you see. These things went for no money back in the day. If you're buying arcade machines, they were giving them away, but they never worked. Is the mm-hmm. problem because someone would take those handlebars and get pissed off and grab them with a rope or just yank yeah. them off or yeah. crush them, you know, or whatever. Did you play this in the arcade for real? When I played this in the arcade, I did play it on the sit-down machine. Yeah. Uh, this is this is one that you saw fairly often. Of course, you do often see the stand-up version. Yeah. But being able to lean was a big part of the experience. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. When you play, this is a lot like uh, it, this reminds me of Paperboy without the handlebars. I mean, it's, there's a the tactile feel of the game is different when you're just using the leaning versus mm-hmm. just using the handlebars. So it is what it is. But 
Uh, I thought the uh, uh, Garcade game was nice. It was it was it looked nice. Sega had a good thing going with that system they had uh, for these sorts of games. And of course, this may stun you, but it was actually a very, very, very popular game. It made a lot of the uh, 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 earner of the week, earner of the month, earner of the year, you know, all that job. It did quite well. It was a big, a big winner for Sega. And so, uh, when that happens, you know, you know it's going down. And so, sure enough, uh, uh, in 1987, this came to the beloved ZX Spectrum. Now, uh, this one was published by Electric Dreams Software of the UK and created, this is an interesting story, created uh, uh, by Chris Wood, uh, who actually has done a few things that we've played on, like, not this system. I don't know if we played Tower. Did we play Tower Topper on the ZX? I can't remember. No, it was on Amiga. Uh, we played, and he did Solomon's Key, uh, Netherworld, and the Cool Croc Twins, and he went on to do some PlayStation stuff. I want to play the, the Cool line. Croc Twins. Uh, was that on the, was that an N64 game? I don't know where it was at. I don't know. Here's the interesting part. Uh, the other creator is credited as ZZKJ. You can see it in the credits when this game comes up. That is uh, Zaria uh, Johannes. Mm. Okay. Now, we've talked to him before, too, but I want to get into him a little bit. He did Power Drift, Overlord. Uh, it did a lot of Amiga titles, Smash TV, uh, Syndicate, Harley Davidson, the poor lad. So, the word on the street is, so, uh, Decoder ZZKJ... Uh, he did He did this version of Super Hang-On. And so they were like, hey, and he did the Amstrad version too, apparently. So they said, you did good. We're going to have you do the ST version of this. Now, we haven't tried this on the ST yet. We're going to have to complete the set. Yes. Okay. So he did the ST version, and then no one told him to do it, but he was like, meh, I'll just knock off the Amiga version too. They didn't tell him. So he, he took it upon himself to uh, d to basically figure out how to code at uh, 68,000, get it done. And so they freaked out. They're like, holy smokes. Can you imagine if you're a guy uh, that's making these games? This guy's like, here's your game that we didn't ask for, and it looks awesome. You're going to be like, holy crap. This got him over severely. So uh, in their eyes, a popular move by him, and they ended up releasing it. So that's the story of that guy. So this is one of the titles uh, that he worked on to start off his career. Um for those that haven't played Super Hang-On before, Bo, why don't you run down what this game's all about? Uh, Super Hang-On is a uh, motorcycle uh, game that is based on checkpoints. So this is not a lap-based game. This is a uh, is a the, the other thing. Point A to point B. Point A to with, point with, B. With, yeah. It's your the typical your, your outrun-esque yeah. uh, type game where you're trying to, you know, you see... Uh, on the bottom of the screen, of course, you see your motorcycle uh, planted right there in the middle of the screen as the uh, stage scrolls by. And you see at the top of the screen, under your score, uh, in the top score, you see what course you're in, you see your time, the speed that you're traveling, and the stage. You see there is a sort of a graph that shows you the start and the goal of each stage. And, uh, and so uh, your, your job is to make it to the next goal. Yeah. Uh, if you make it to the next goal, you move on to the next stage. If you don't, you go back to the the, the, the start. Game's over. Yeah. Game's over, brother. Now, when you... This game... Of course, it's funny. The ZX Spectrum version is different than all the other versions of this because... And I read this a bunch of places. I, it took me a while to wrap my head around it. So, in the arcade, when you play Super Hang-On, you get to pick from a number of tracks. They're scattered all over the, all over the world. Mm -hmm. Okay, now... 
Uh, and I played the ZX Spectrum version uh, with a couple of different uh, ROMs or whatever. And the, the first one I played, it always started in Africa, and then I could never get past Africa. So I could see that. So I had to go find one. So from what I read, if you had the, this game, you could basically load up whichever track you wanted on tape. Really? Right. Okay. And so you didn't necessarily have to beat the track. You could just stick, go to the next track. Oh, that's handy. That's, as far as I can understand, mm -hmm. so don't hold my feet to the fire on that. So, uh, but you've got like uh, tracks from all over the world: U.S., Africa, uh, Europe, Russia. You know, you get them all over the place. But I mean, at the end of the day, there's some slight variations in the background. But for the most part, it's not like it's like a, it makes a huge difference. So. How do you play this game control-wise? This thing gives you the usual good control selections for the ZX, including keyboard, uh, the two different sets of keyboard keys, uh, plus you can use your Kempston, which I used to end up using the joystick to play this one. I don't know how you played it. <clears throat> uh, so this game is one of the games where you have to hold forward to accelerate. Some people don't like that boat. Some people do. It's funny. I played this on the Mister, and yeah. I don't know why, yeah. but my controls were already set for button to go. Right. Well, how did and you, how did you turbo then? I didn't. Oh, well that... You or maybe didn't. I turboed the whole you time. Probably, you can't. So you probably <laughs> didn't do too well. So here's the way the game works. Once you top out your speed, the the speed of the, your speed number changes. And when the speed number changes, that's when you can kick in the turbo, brother. Mm. And then you can ride that turbo for as long as you maintain... As long as you don't hit anything. You oh, can keep maintaining the turbo. Okay. Without the turbo, you must have done... Horribly at this. I was not able to complete the first stage. Oh, yeah, that was. No. I came very, very close, but I so, wasn't able to. Both mentioned that this is this thing. It's this one long stage that is set up in checkpoints. You know, we play games that have checkpoints every once in a while, and usually they're fairly. They're at first, especially they're they'll give you a checkpoint where it's not mega difficult. You don't to have get to get a perfect run right. to beat it. Super Hang On hates you and everyone you've ever loved. Mm. And they have some tight, tighter than Lotus 2, tight checkpoints. They're not, I mean, you have to have a real good run. If you're not using Turbo, you're, you'd have to have like a perfect run. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because, I mean, I had what I consider to be a perfect run. Yeah. And I still could not beat the first stage. Yeah. So, so once, now, so what does this mean? Well, what it means is you have to pay close attention to your speed. Uh, and to get up to the speed where you could actually crank up the turbo, you have to go a good deal of the track without hitting anything. Now, um, in your if you haven't seen this game before, in your mind, just picture a, a, a track in the middle of the screen. You're behind the racer, and you can see it's sort of like a pole position. You see this racer's coming down the track, and your goal is to stay on the track. Now, as you move left and right on your stick, your racer, it doesn't just steer him all the way to the left or all the way to the right. He he will go down in like little chunks of leaning. And the further down he goes, the more quickly he'll go to whatever side he's leaning mm -hmm. towards. And this is where the uh, you get options at the beginning of the game on the sensitivity of your joystick. Yeah. You can choose low, medium, or high sensitivity. What did you have the most I, Well, I tried them all, but for me, high sensitivity. To me, high sensitivity was the only way I could do anything. Yeah, high sensitivity, uh, as far high as you can go. Yeah. And then once mm -hmm. I did that, and I will say, you know, listen, uh, I'm going to full disclosure here. When they said, listen, you're playing Super Hang on this week, I, I wasn't real excited because we played, I already played this a couple times, not on here, but on other stuff. I'm not the biggest fan of the arcade version of this. And I thought to myself, how's this going to run 
on the ZX, all right? And, and when you load it up, it's got the colors are, it's got some color, but it's just the usual stuff. The roads, the same colors, the background, everything's weird colored. And I thought, well, this is going to be tough. But the funny thing about the Spectrum is, it, these, some of these games, if you do them right, they actually are good. In fact, they're better than a lot of, like, I've tried to the C64. Like, I like this is way better. The C64 is double butt. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's no good. This yeah. was actually, this felt like sort of, sort of, like playing the arcade in Listen, a lot of ways. Listen, you're selling it short. This is a masterpiece of programming to be able to give you, because here's what they're after. They're after a feeling of, I just played this at the arcade. I'm going to go home and fire it up on my Spectrum. Yeah. Do I get the same sort of feeling? And the answer, in my opinion, is yes. You do get the same sort of feeling. Uh, especially if you are in the situation where, say, the only time that you ever get to play this game is while you're on holiday at Blackpool. Yeah. And then you head home, you know, a couple days later. The memory is still in your mind. You fire this up. This game moves. It moves. It moves fast. Yeah. Okay? It gives you the sense of elevation on the track. When you go down and up on the track, you get that sense. That's a hard thing to convey in a system as simple as the Spectrum is. Okay, the you are the tracks, or I mean, is the scenery repetitive? Yes. Are the other racers repetitive looking? Yes. But guess what? In the arcade machine, they're repetitive too. It's the same thing. I mean, this game really is the you know when you talk about bringing a a game like this home to the spectrum, I don't see how they could have done it any better. You know what this reminded me of a little bit. If I could jump shows, remember when we covered Speed Racer on the Coco? Mm -hmm. Remember how it looked good? It had some. It wasn't the background for as detailed as this, but it just didn't run very fast. Mm -hmm. Like if you could combine the actual look of the track in that with the speed of this, then you you got something, brother. But with all that said, I mean, the spec has its limitations. We all know what they are. But I agree. This is, I think, a noble effort to to put this game down. I mean, you gotta, you got to think what you're doing here. This is a real fast, smooth game in the arcade. And you're asking a lot of the specy, but I think it hands up pretty well. Now, with all that said, it's not perfect. And it has several flaws. One of the biggest flaws is, like we mentioned earlier, the checkpoint system is brutal. I mean, the arcade's pretty tough, too, but this thing is super-duper tough. Too tough, right? So if you're going to make it this tough, give me the uh, some way to turn it down. Or, you know, give me a little something so I can at least have a chance of getting to see some of these other tracks. Because getting to the second track, I'm like, it took me a good while to get there, mm -hmm. you know, and I never got to the third track. Uh, the racers, this isn't the kind of racing game where you're you're in a place... Like, you're in third place, you're in second place. So, basically, the racers just arbitrarily drive by. You know, so it's not that kind of game. And, again, the arcade game wasn't either, so I'm not going to fault. But I've never been a big fan. It's, again, much like pole position, where they basically just have guys go by you without mm -hmm. any sort of idea but what's again, going But, again, we're faulting the original right. arcade game. Right, so I can't fault that. But And the control, once I tweaked it, now, I will say, I tried this with the keyboard and with the joystick I had at the house, Okay. I, I I was as successful with the keyboard as I was with the joystick. If I'm I just honest. think it's uh, this is a game that I love to play kickback on the recliner. Yeah, doing that with a joystick. I played this game for a long time. Like I said, I literally could not figure out because I was having these perfect runs. I didn't realize there was a turbo button. Well, I'll I'll tell you. I when we I first started playing this, like I said, I was like I wasn't fired up. But uh, it is the one thing that drew me in, and you were this would especially work for you since you get to experience it. When you kick in that turbo, and I mean you're going crazy fast. I mean you go like an extra probably seventy miles an hour faster. I mean it's ridiculous. 
and you're like, I got to keep this up. How mm-hmm. far can I go? You know, that's when the game, to me, it lights up. How far can I keep going with my turbo down? You know, right. And that and that's what makes it fun. But you have to you have to be nimble uh, with with uh, your abilities to move around the track because the racers don't come back and forth with any sort of uh, with any sort of pattern. They just are all over the place, and sometimes you just get a bad batch of guys. You know, generally there's a path forward, but also you're going to have to like slow down sometimes. This doesn't have like hairpin turns or anything, so you don't have to be super uh, conservative with your speed. And I didn't. Of course, I, it's not like I was the best on earth, so maybe later on you do. But for the most part, I, I could just play on. And now one thing I've learned about this game, it's not like as if you go to the fifth track, the tracks are labeled on their difficulty mm-hmm. when you pick them. So mm-hmm. you'll know what you're picking when you pick the track that's hard. Uh, so that, that you got that going for you. And some are just, like I said, the harder tracks are just sometimes they're longer. Sometimes they just have more guys that are in your way. Uh, but overall... When it comes to competing with the arcade, which at the end of the day, that's what you're doing, given what the specy capabilities are, I thought it was a pretty competent uh, port of the arcade machine. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, this is this is Outrun in the arcade, or I mean, Hang On in the Arcade <laughs> was another, uh, you know, this is another example of, of Sega using that sprite scaling hardware board, that yeah. Scala board. And I mean, looking whenever you, if you haven't played this in, on the arcade, or if you haven't played the arcade version in a while, and you checked out the Spectrum version, uh, go back to the arcade version and just remind yourself how awesome this game looked. I think this was released in the in the arcades in what eighty four. I think that right? it was uh, 87. I mean, this is a very very good looking game for eighty seven. Yeah, this is. I mean, it's it's incredible how good it looks. Uh, I think it looks better than Afterburner. To be if honest, you think with about you. it, this came out. Almost immediately after the arcade game, mm. so one one would wonder uh, how much time they even had to do this. Uh, but yeah, and you know the Specky's a funny system too when it comes to these sorts of ports, because I mean, I mean, if someone told me, Aaron, you need to port this to the ZX, I'd be like, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even try it. Right. Or what you do is you you do it like uh, the the, the a top the, down, a right, top down, a different perspective. Yeah. And yeah. so this is one thing. This one thing from doing this show that we've learned is that the Specky, for whatever reason. If they got the right guy doing it, they can pull off these car racing games and do a pretty decent job yeah. of it. Um, I looked up a few reviews on this boat to see how we did. Crash gave this an eighty-five percent. Your Sinclair uh, gave this an eighty. Ace gave this a seventy-five. So not too bad. Somewhere in the ballpark of your eighty low eighties. We'll call this a low B. I think that's fair. What did, what did the Discord community have to say, Boat? Jazz Dog writes, A few small trifles keep the ZX's port of Super Hang-On from being a classic. The graphics, the sound, the controls, and the smoothness of play. Of these, the control and the smoothness of play are the vital ingredients of an arcade racer. Plenty of great racing games exist without great sound and graphics, like the Atari 2600 pole position, but at the heart of any competent racer is the feeling of speed and movement. More so, in this case, as the object being controlled as a motorcycle. You want to feel the wind in your face, see the landscape rushing past you as you nail the throttle, feel the bike jump like a wild hare to your control, and pick the bugs from your teeth. Oh, man. Here, the control scheme is annoying. Having to hold forward while trying to turn and overly complicated, having to watch your speed to know when the additional boost is available. You slowly trundle back and forth across the track like a wild turtle, not a wild (laughs) hare. 
Uh, your time targets required to extend your run are exceedingly tight, making any impertinence from the control scheme all the more frustrating. Overall, an unsuccessful port of this venerable series, which would have been better enjoyed on a number of other platforms. Three, I don't have the patience for this out of ten. Jazz wow. Dog did not like it. I, you know, really, I mean, I thought the speed, the feeling of speed wasn't bad. I thought the feeling of speed was great. I mean, I thought I mean, it was you, great. You've got you to look at the system itself. Yeah, yeah. You've got to look at I it. I agree. Chris Folds writes, a game past my specky years, so a first look. For the platform, the graphics are decent and moves well and plays a decent facsimile of the arcade title. If I got it budget or part of a compilation, I would have been happy with this. Sure, it's miles off arcade perfect, but as an 11-year-old kid, it's close enough. 7 out of 10. Mm. Will Brooker writes, Super Hang On is a game I never encountered before now, so I came to it cold and I've been very pleasantly surprised. Compared with the arcade original, of course, it's massively scaled down. The classic late 80s graphics of the arcade with a clean palette of primaries for the motorcyclist and a gorgeous range of pastels for tracks around the world have been reduced to the Spectrum's bright simplicity and the music, which on the original rivaled Outrun for Retro Cool, has been replaced by functional whirring and clicking on the 48K version I played at least. So really the meaningful comparisons are to the other first-person Spectrum bike racers, including Mervyn Escort's Full Throttle from 84, which was his follow-up to Death Chase, Ooh. Activision's Enduro Racer from 86, and the 2019 homebrew motorbike game from Zosia, Just a Gal. In this landscape, Super Hang-On holds up very well indeed. It has more color than most Spectrum race games, which are largely restrict themselves to plain black bikes. Your avatar is neatly colored, nodding to the arcade original while avoiding all clash, and the excellent front end allows you to adjust the palette further. Animation is smooth and fluid. Unlike Enduro Racer, you can focus on the drive rather than the logs and obstacles. Contact with your competitors slows you down instead of crashing you, and collision detection is generous, only throwing you off the bike when you hit an object off the side of the road. So the game maintain becomes a test of maintaining speed while controlling the vehicle around bends and trying to reach the 280 kilometers per hour that enables you to engage your turbo boost, then keeping that fired up for as long as you safely can. It's a great, simple dynamic, balancing between caution and acceleration to beat the timer, and because that works so effectively, everything else falls into place. When you're focusing on the road and the curves, you don't need more than what the spectrum gives you. Everything else falls away. You aren't just looking at detail on roadside objects or wishing the backgrounds were more vivid. You just concentrate on the color of the track, the rise and fall of the hills, and the amount of straightaway you have ahead of you. This is all you need, a sense of road and a sense of speed. If you're noticing the graphics while you're playing, you're not playing it right. Super Hang-On shows what the Spectrum does best. When the game itself is right, you don't need fancy graphics and sound, just playability. Wow, who wrote that? That was Will Brooker. Man, Will, went, it, that was like a, a, a full-on review right yeah. there. Jed Byrne writes, Super Hang-On is technically impressive as I remember. The presentation is first class with the splashes of color standing out against the monochrome and the dithering of the sky surprisingly effective. Only the dreadful music lets down the presentation. No. Gameplay is off to a strong start with a good sensation of speed and a well thought out control system. However, it soon wanes due to a lack of progression. There is no position in the race, just the same bikes on repeat. There is no way of knowing how close you are to the next checkpoint, and when checkpoints are passed, nothing happens apart from the timer extending. The desire to keep going to see later levels is gone because they can be loaded from the tape at any time. 
A 128K version with good music and proper progression through the levels is sorely missing. It's interesting. Jed doesn't like the, the ability to load levels uh, at will. I love that. Also, there is a way to know when the next checkpoint is. It's written right there on the screen. True. <laughs> Pajaco6502 writes, The Specky was always going to struggle with a high-paced racing game like Super Hang On. The developers managed to pull off a good port, no doubt in record time, for very little money. Initially, I liked the game, but a few things started to get in the way of my enjoyment after a time. There seemed to be a lot more bikes than the arcade, and coupled with the imperfect sprite collision, bikes jumping around like popcorn, make the, passing them all hard to get the super hang of. Ha ha. Oh, God. The turbo seems to take much longer to become available than the arcade, and constantly being jostled by other racers after a collision means getting any speed in the game can seem like a chore. Now, I will say that the Specky version just beats the C64 version by a country mile. And it's, yeah. for its time, a commendable effort in bringing the arcade home, but it just doesn't quite match reach the checkpoint for me. 7 out of 10. Mm. Mr. Dave, 6309, writes, Having owned a sport bike, I can say the controls feel kind of the same for Turing. It's a good-looking game, or for Turing. It's a good-looking game. I like that the writer has some colors. Kind of lame, just printing the game over when you run out of time. I really need to play it more, I guess. And finally, D-Man says, it's basically Outrun, but on motorbikes, 6 out of 10. Well, <laughs> D-Man, you know, it's funny. I'm sitting here watching this while you're reading those. And if you, if you look at this the right eye, especially when the background's white, it reminds me... Of like the aha video, it's almost like the sketching of the road and the and the and your racer and the cloud of smoke. They look like pencil sketches mm -hmm. almost, and you could almost remember the big jerks and that they had the wrenches that mm -hmm. run the racing team. Maybe that's where they came from. Maybe so. They literally crawled out of the, out of the ZX out of version and right into right into the comic book. Mm -hmm. I looked this up on the eBay boat as I longed <laughs> to do, and guess what? If you got seven or eight bucks, take this bad boy to the house. Mm -hmm. And hey, why not? You can do much worse. I uh, give this the endorsement. I think it's not perfect, but I enjoy it. If you've got the patience, they'll fail over and over and over. There you go, Boat. All right, Aaron. What do we got? Oh, before we leave, uh, well, we've left Super Hang On. It's time to leave Super Hang On. Of course, we want to thank all of the fine folks that make our Sinclair possible. Uh, and this includes the Clives Club, Aaron. The Clives Club. You know, Clive's Club is the group that selects these games for us every week. They are members of our Patreon community. We want to give big props to Wonderly Chesham, Mr. Rocket, Mitsuyama, Richard Goulstone, Paul, Bossman Harrington, McChessers, Jed Byrne, Justin Tenpot Gamer, Orc Meal, and Paul, a.k.a. Hermski. Thank you, my friends. Yeah, we appreciate thank you, you Clive's Club. We love you. Now... Uh, if you want to support this show, if you like what we do, head on over to patreon.com slash Sinclair. We do have a goal up there. If we can get to $200 a month in Patreon support, Our Sinclair will go from a monthly show to a weekly show. We can do it. Look at all these tapes I got hanging we back got here. We got plenty of games another, to talk about. I got a batch there. I got a box over there. <laughs> I that, got tapes for days, brother. And that leads us to our Our Sinclair supporter roll call. Thank you to Chris Munch, Pajaco6502, Will Brooker, Stephen Wilcott, Chartel, Nathan Mills, Doug Berry, Dave Terrace, Andrew Waite, Eric Nelson, Captain Crispy, Laurent Giroux, mm -hmm. Mark Downey, Peter Mahone, Mark Durham, and Pixels at Dawn. Thank you so much, fellas. If you like our format and want to hear more, feel free to check out our other shows, Amigos, Everything Amiga, uh, The Coco Show, Gaming on the Tandy Color Computer, and ARG Presents, where Aaron and the Brent spin the wheel and make the deal. 
All of these shows can be found on the Amigos Retro Gaming YouTube channel or at anchor.fm slash Amigos Podcast. I don't know how you remember all that stuff, Bo. Well, Aaron, I got what you call a great brain. Is that what you mean? It's where I recall all my wrestling but facts But how do you from. explain the previous bit with the collar? The what? The collar popped up. Did the brain tell you to do that? The collar? Oh, I thought you were talking about the the color clash. That's <laughs> a collar clash. Yeah. I wanted to clash you with my fist because your collar looked dumb. My, my color looked great. Oh, yeah. I keep telling yourself that. My color's palette, actually. <laughs> yeah. We could, we could pencil sketch on your skin. Yeah. Aaron, what are we going to be playing next time? I don't know. After that banter, I don't know. <laughs> we may not be coming back. Let's see what we got. Oh, yes. You know, yes. Aaron, is bastard a curse word? Well, it doesn't matter for next week because next week, you know, I'm so excited that this came up. We're doing Abe Edmondson's How to Be a Complete Bastard. Lock the kids away. And by the way, as an added bonus, I happen to own the book that this game is based on. So and this is it. all based on the young ones. Well, no. Right? It's sort of based on Abe's actual character, I guess. It's hard to explain. He's well known for being this. And so th he had to write the book. Okay. There you go. All right. Well, we hope you will join us and learn how to be a complete bastard. Some of us know. Yes. We will see you then. Until then, rewind tape. And press play.